Welcome to the Virginia Wine Time podcast. This is our first show and we feel privileged to share a conversation we had with Stephen and Shannon Mackey of Nota Viva Vineyards. Nota Viva Vineyards is a brand new winery opening up in western Loudoun County, Virginia. Stephen and Shannon have been working weekends for over two years to create a vineyard that will produce quality wines. They have big plans for a tasting room that they hope to break ground on in April. The beginning of our conversation took place on a windy hill overlooking their recently planted Viognier vines. I'm sorry to say that the audio captured at the beginning contained too many wind noises, so you will hear the conversation after we moved into my truck to stay warm and to hear each other. So enjoy this conversation we had with Stephen and Shannon Mackey of Nota Viva Vineyards. It was funny because his comment, he's like, I, I, I can't do what you guys do on the weekends. Because this is, as soon as we do, you know, we complete a full work week, we're out here. But yeah. we love being out here as much so as So you're possible. both still working full time? Yeah. We're both oh, working wow. AOL. Yeah. So oh, we're, wow. we're, and that worked out really well. When we moved down here from Connecticut, actually, Shannon, um, well, on a Friday night, we, we, we took a pregnancy test, found out she was pregnant, and she moved down here the next day. Oh, my God. So that yeah. was last November, or yeah. November of 04. Yeah. Um, we got married in June of '04, November. We were pregnant. Um, she moved down, lived down here at the the rental shack over by Hillsboro, um, yeah. the month by herself. And I was up in Connecticut uh, remodeling a kitchen and getting the place ready to sell. And then I actually, when I moved down here, um, I was able to keep my job from up there, but just you know was that was kind of boring. So yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to start looking for something else. Mm-hmm. Ended up working at Comscore and Reston, but during that job search, I had dropped a resume in at AOL, and it was just still in the database. So they called me up like in May, and I started there in, in June of last year. So that's great, because that we commuted in together, we dropped mm-hmm. the baby off at daycare, which is like right around the corner from my mom's house in Ashburn. So, you know, and then sometimes we'll like head out of AOL for lunch and go over to daycare and, and see him, so mm-hmm. that, that's that been a great part. And we do a lot of our planning and stuff just in the drive and the commute yeah. back and forth, so. Uh, and we yeah, planned our whole could, wedding yeah. in the truck on the way between Connecticut and Virginia. Wow. And you know? so your truck's become your second home? Yes. It has. Absolutely. That truck's, yeah. what, four years old and I think we put like 160,000 miles on it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well now you've got Viognier and Cab Frank that you've got already got planted, mm-hmm. right? An acre right. of each. An acre of each. And how much Petit do you think you're going to do? We're going to do probably a quarter of an acre. I, I worked out the mass so cause we can do like an 80-20 blend of Cab Frank and Petit Bordeaux. Okay. Uh, you know, based on just research I've done, looking at what other folks are doing and, you know, talking with Doug, of course. Mm-hmm. This um, next season we're doing, or this spring we're planning that eighth of an acre of Petit Bordeaux, and then we're doing the, uh, a full acre of Meunier. So we okay. decided because we're doing building the tasting room starting any month now. April-ish, um, yeah. hopefully, early We're May. not planning as much this year just because of, you know, Which laying out the prospects. That, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The headache and just bandwidth. I mean, yeah. how many projects can you do at once, you know? <laughs> that's we're, that's we do have an eight-month-old, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's <That's>, <laughs> very active. I mean, yeah, I mean, we just we love busy. spending time with him, and, uh, you know, it's just... You can only do so many things at once. People are like, how are you doing everything that you're doing? We're like, we're, we're definitely maxed out. I mean, the things that suffer are like social life. We don't get to spend as much time with friends as we would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love this, so. I was going to say, but that's your, this is your this passion, is passion. So oh, you We know. think that this is the trade-off. We think five years from now when, you know, when the vineyard is paying for itself and, you know, we have a vineyard manager and free time is... You know, we have the free time. We can have people over and host events right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the you've seen the floor plan. So the the 
impetus behind the house is we want it to be an intimate space yet big enough to fit 75, 100 right. people in there for whether it's a corporate retreat, a wedding, mm -hmm. a reception, our Thanksgiving dinner, you know, Christmas Eve party or whatever. I mean, the house was built to entertain, entertain yeah. you know, yeah. and so like within the kitchen, I mean, you know, two stoves, two dishwashers, two sinks, yeah. everything is just built towards that. Well, I'm looking forward to the high-speed internet access. That's what I want. <laughs> well, yeah, so back to your technology question. Yeah. Yes, we're both at AOL. Shannon um, is a director in City Guide. I'm a director in uh, digital media services. I run a product called Winamp. So technology is, is part of our everyday life, which um, has, you know, may prove challenging during the building process because when you're used to instant gratification of email and, mm -hmm. you know, contractors mm -hmm. used to answering a question in, like, 10 days is, like, normal. That's right. just going to make me goofy. Yeah, go <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and things always take, take twice as long to do right. in terms of the building. Already has. I mean, yeah. we expected the blueprints back in February. I mean, we're still waiting on them. Here we are mid-March. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, what the inside of the place is going to be, yeah, I mean, you know, high-speed high internet. Um, we hope to do it, like I said, corporate retreats there, so so that mm -hmm. you can get a bunch of execs. There'll probably be a drop-down video screen for presentations, a, a projector installed, um, which will be great on weekends for watching football games. I mean, it, it's all all very mapped out. Um, we're, we're both from audio engineering backgrounds, so there'll be you know a surround great sound system, system in there, yeah. obviously. And I think that's one of the big things too. Is you know, as much as it is you know a vineyard and it's the winery, but it's also the entertainment aspect and the event aspect. And our, both of our backgrounds, since we were both live sound engineers, the event side of it is cake to us. It's, right. it's yeah. a brainer. That's yeah. that's what we naturally do, anyways. So for us, and I think that's kind of a challenge, maybe for some other places where that that seems almost overwhelming right. to do all of don't have those production skills it's lacking in that end of it yeah, yeah but that's what we love to do so that's right. it's being you know specifically built for that purpose so. that's really cool because i really like the experience of the um facility mm -hmm. whereas he gets into the actual wine and the, mm -hmm. the, yeah all the details and what's the word that you came up with recently or that you saw there was some agro. There was some coined word that. Oh yeah, we we're not in the wine industry. We're in agro tourism. Agro tourism. That's good. That's very good. Agro tourism. That's what when people ask me, they're like, "What do you do?" Like, yes, we make wine. We want to make good wine. Good I want to win. Yes. Yeah. I never get into anything to do anything half-assed. I don't right. want to make shitty wine. We want to make good wine that sells and does well. But beyond that. The Christmas trees, the vibe, the atmosphere. We talk about doing a botanical garden around the uh, around the pond. You know, we want to create an intimate space that people can come here and like they leave and are like, I gotta go tell my friends about this place I just saw. It's just unbelievable, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, small enough so that we get to meet people intimate. and know people exactly. by name, make people comfortable, yeah. teach them about wine. We want to do cooking classes and things like that. Just we just in a lot of it too. It's our, our friends didn't really know anything about wine, you know, and even with them that you could tell at first they were nervous asking us questions and we're like, no, 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 this is, let's make this very simple and let's get you used to it and get you comfortable mm -hmm, with it. And mm -hmm. that's what we want to do for everybody too. It's like getting yeah. rid of some of that stigma too. Well, it's interesting. Teach people about it because it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's, in the past few years, so yeah, when I, when I first moved up here, um, a friend of mine took me on a tour of Virginia wineries, and most of the wine was pretty bad. Yes. Mm -hmm. In 92, mm -hmm. I moved mm -hmm. here. Oh, yeah. There's still some pretty bad yes. wines in Virginia. Yeah, there's some, but fewer <laughs> of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different mindset. Yeah. 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 And, and, but fewer and fewer of them, and, and, and our concept in, in doing this is that every winery makes at least one drinkable wine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had to go to a place where, you know, you, you, you're going to have to dump buckets there. Yes. But they make yeah. one, at least one, that you could sit on a deck and sip. And so that's you know that's that's what we decided we were going to feature, but um, 
And then, I guess sometime later, I, I went uh, to wineries, I guess around 98 or 99, I, I, I visited them again, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I really was surprised at how far the wines had come mm -hmm. along, especially with the newer wineries that mm -hmm. had opened yeah, since I went on that first tour. I think we're learning from each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but still, you know, when you mention to people who live in the Washington area um, that you're, you're having Virginia wine, they look at you like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm not drinking that mm -hmm. stuff. And then you ask them, well, when was the last time you had Virginia wine? Oh, back in, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in fact, um, I was at, uh, a friend of mine had a dinner party a few years, couple years ago, and I brought a couple of bottles of Virginia wine, and I I didn't tell anyone that that's what they were drinking, and one of the guests there was like, oh, I'd never drink Virginia wine. I said, well, you're drinking it. Right. What do you and think? she loved it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, my boss is, yeah. is actually a wine connoisseur. I mean, he, you know, his his wife is from Austria. They make their own wine, but um, he has probably a, a 2,000 bottle cellar in his home, you know, temperature, humidity controlled, and uh, we were over at his, his home for a pool party and uh, took a bottle of the, uh, the 2001 uh, Chrysalis Viognier. Uh, or was it the 2003? It was the 2003 VNA, which is actually, it's, people think it's better than the 2001, which won in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I guess it was a couple of months later, he just, he said, that wine was awesome. He's like, I didn't even know, mm -hmm. know about that. And I'm like, welcome, welcome to the new Virginia wine. Exactly. Yeah. We just had that recently, the, the yeah. 2003 VNA from Chrysalis. Yeah. He said yeah. he, he said he stocks it now. He buys, he buys it a yeah. case at a time. I mean, we still have, you know, the industry here still has a ways to mature, mm -hmm. but it's on its way. Yeah. I mean, this it's is the guy, you know, for our Christmas right. present, he gave me a 98 Chateau Aubryon. I mean, so this is the level of wine this guy wow. drinks. Wow. And to stock a case at a time of a Virginia Viognier, I think, well, it just says it all. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. It definitely He's does. not a wine dummy. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Well, now, besides the Petit Verdot that you're going to be putting on, are you planning any um, future varietals in, like, that you want to do in the future? Yes. Um, Virginia is Virginia, and it does have harsh winters, so we are going to do a couple of hybrids, um, just sort of to, one, to round out the business plan, but two, just to hedge our bets against a bad winter. Mm. Um, you know, we're just... Uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, what to do. Uh, Traminette is a big, uh, is a mm -hmm. big, mm -hmm. you know, hit around here. I mean, Wyndham can't keep their Ducaney on the shelves. Yeah. Like, as soon as they That's make it, one. it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't particularly care for the style of wine, but at the same time, I mean, we're in the business. We need to, to make money. So if one year, if we have a particularly harsh winter, if none of these acreages, you know, set any fruit or whatever, we still have an acre. Yeah. We can make some wine and, you know. And still uh, have make some money. Sell, so yeah. it, it's, it, it's more of a question of, uh, it's just, you know, risk management in terms of the business plan. Um, we're not that big of a winery, as you can see. I mean, at the most, we would ever probably have 10 to 12 acres planted. Um, that puts us maybe in, uh, you know, 3,000 case range. And then if we buy grapes, we don't see ourselves ever getting beyond 5,000 cases. And that may be too much to manage, you know. But yeah. I mean, that's a lot of wine. That's a lot of gross revenue right there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. certainly that would support the scale. Um, and, you know, we, we want to serve you know that kind of niche market people that are looking for this kind of experience if they want the big you know the napa valley huge kind of thing or whatever i mean boxwoods opening up bros right over there yeah. it, you know go please go yeah you know because when we go wine tasting you, you'll hit like three or four wineries mm -hmm. at a time yeah. you know so out in this area that was another reason that why we were attracted to, to this location was there's other wineries in the area we're only an hour from dc those wine tours come out of rest and the limos will hit three or four wineries at a time or mm -hmm. whatever. Hillsborough is fantastic. Yes. yes. Love. We're going there today for lunch. They are. Yeah. <laughs> we and have a great family, rapport with them. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. They have been yeah. so yeah. We actually great. had my mom's 60th birthday party there last summer. And, um, I mean, our original intent, uh, Boris said that he'll, he'll 
you know, he's happy to buy our grapes from us. So if winemaking doesn't work out next fall, that you'll be drinking our grapes. I was, I was going to be another question I had was, are you going to plan to sell grapes in the, in the interim until you get really going? That's the plan. But, you know, as we start, as we start thinking about it, um, and, and Doug is really in, encouraging us. He's like, sell some of your grapes, but he's like, you need to keep some for yourself. You need to mm-hmm. start making yes. wine. You need to learn your vineyard. You need to learn the winemaking process, even on a small scale. The sooner you get into that, the better you will be long term. So that's what we were talking about last night. It's like, you know what, let's, you know, if we get a couple of 200-gallon tanks, I'm like, we can just convert the spare bedroom to a winery, <laughs> and it'll fit. Yeah. Get, you know, a couple of 200-gallon tanks, throw in four barrels, and that, that people have done it. Until the winery gets until the yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, you, you actually do need that to, to do, for the learning experience yeah. to figure out you know, all of that stuff. We've made our own and then home I was going to say, put some in some bottles for yourselves. You know? yeah. yes, and if we absolutely. screw it up, great. We screwed You're it learning. up with 200 gallons of wine. We didn't screw it up with 1,000 cases. Right. Yeah. So that's, you know, and then again, it's just yeah. risk mitigation and, and business plan. The sooner you start doing this stuff, the better off you're going to be. Before we even planted this vineyard, um, we planted um, 72 vines. Over there on the hill, uh, we put in nine different varietals and three different rootstocks. We just planted a research vineyard. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know what? We've been doing so much reading and talking to so many people. Eventually, you just got to put something in the ground and right. see what happens. Yeah. So that's what we did, and that was an invaluable experience. I mean, mm-hmm. the rootstocks that we thought were going to be vigorous and do well did. The ones that we didn't think were going to didn't. Yeah, I read that. So something's up with your Save All Blanc, or yeah, Save All Blanc never never came back. We really? Just pulled that's it up interesting. the following year. Ah. But we also we had no deer fence. This was uh, during well, the okay. Down. okay. Yeah. So, but in was, terms of the vigor while they were growing, and we and, weren't here on the on site. We were up in Connecticut, okay. so it's something it's that it was really thrown out there to just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But some it of those vines, um, we still have some of those yep. vines. Actually, the very two first VNAs, I've since then pulled up everything. I'm like, you know what? That starts to blur the line between hobbyist and professional viticulture. So I'm like, we've invested enough money right now to be able right. to consider ourselves professionals. So we just pulled out everything. But just for legacy's sake, I'm like, you know what? Those are the first vines we planted, and there's just an emotional mm-hmm. attachment mm-hmm. to them. Yep. I'm, yeah, like, I'm just going to pull them out. I'm going to put them, you know, over here in a nice spot and... It's always nice to be able to look and say that's where it started. Right, there was the that first vines we weed did. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Just out of curiosity for myself, how much does it cost to to buy? Because you're obviously buying um, uh, whatever vines from somebody else. What is that? We um we got our vines from Vintage Nursery, and through our contact, through Doug does a lot of business with them. I think they took pity on us the first year, so we got them for three bucks a vine. Um, oh, that's cheap. Yeah. I mean, that, ex- that inexpensive. <laughs> I, like, I actually, th- I didn't know. I was, I thought it's it was a bulk more thing. expensive. I mean, if you, I mean, when we did the research vineyard and we bought, we bought like eight vines from somebody. It was like eight bucks a vine, mm-hmm. okay. you know. But as you, the more start you buy, to bulk right. up, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think this year is a little bit more expensive. They're like, okay, you guys are established, but still, you're talking in the three to three fifty range right. per vine. Um, you know, yeah, if you're buying this- them fourteen hundred at a time, I mean. You know the guys at Bro, they probably buy twenty thousand vines at a right. time or whatever, yeah. so they're probably getting them for two fifty a vine. Who yeah. knows? For some reason, I had this vision of like I don't know, hundred, hundred and yeah, I thought it was fifty dollars for like a little shooting. I don't know. Weed. Yeah. I mean, what's what's our breakdown per acre? We're saying like ten to twelve grand per acre. Um, with all the work and all of that that goes. No, into, it's it's is it less than yeah, that? it's probably between twelve and fifteen an acre. Twelve and fifteen. Okay. You know, and that's, and that's for year it. one. Yeah. And then beyond that... With doing all the work to get it established right. and the posts and all that stuff, and that was kind of our rough... Beyond that, it drops down? 
Yeah, I mean, a typical ROI in a vineyard is year seven, you hit in the black. Mm -hmm. I mean, we will get a little, a, a couple thousand dollars if we sell the, the we grapes sell. this year. Mm -hmm. right. If we don't, if we decide to make our own wine, whatever. But yes, if you were just selling grapes, you typically year six, year seven. And okay. you know, if you want to go Google it, I highly recommend reading the, uh, the Economics of Wine Production in Virginia, okay. the, the Virginia Tech PDF. You can just go download it. The figures are a little outdated. I think it was 97 or 98, mm -hmm. but... It's an it's an absolute breakdown, and it shows an entire business plan until you you hit the break. Very interesting point. Right. Yeah, it's definitely. Fascinating. It is, it definitely. So that you know, we're like, okay, that's what we're going to do, and that's why we track all this stuff. I mean, everything is in QuickBooks, you know, and we just we, we track everything. I mean, we're in this now probably 120 grand for the three acres, the deer fence, the new tractor. Um, we just that's got a new Chima sprayer. Yeah, it's the vehicle we own. I mean, we just that just rolled off the trailer a month ago. Wow! But other than that, it's it's been a cash investment except for thirty six um, loan on the, the tractor. That's that's actually a good sign because we thought it was like millions of dollars to start up a yeah. Vineyard. Well, by the time we fit, you know throw another forty five grand in to plant the back half of this field, it'll be another fifty to sixty to plant the back half back there. Mm. A seven hundred thousand dollar tasting room, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar yeah, yeah, right next to that. Getting into it'll the be a million bucks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No doubt. Yeah. Wow. And I hope my kid can look me in the eye someday and be like, How come you can't pay for college? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, by that time you'll be extremely yeah, but in terms of our, you know, our financial plan, I mean we you know, we're both maxing out our four oh one Ks. We have a five two nine for the baby for, for college. Uh you we're know. trying to do cash as much as possible, and a lot of it comes down to just. I mean, us one doing of the seminars order. we went yeah. to. Yeah, I was, was going to say, we're if you're saving, on doing it, doing it your own. Yeah, I mean, today own. this would have been, you know, two hundred dollars of labor. Yeah. For to prune and pull trellis wire. Yeah. Right. And that stuff adds quick. We've saved probably twenty thousand dollars in labor by me building the deer fence, us doing we all of our do own pruning. We still do use labor when we're when we're planting. Yeah, he, planting he and suckering, plants, we use yeah. a crew. Quentin Garcia, the same guy that runs around all aloud, and um, he he's works guys. with. Oh, I think he was at Gadino last weekend doing their pruning. Probably, probably. probably. He's yeah. fantastic. He, they were out in the field. He one was day. the uh, vineyard manager at um, uh, Willowcroft, mm -hmm. uh, okay. and then left there. And now, just you know, he runs crews all year round, and those guys are fantastic. I mean, when we did planting, I was on the tree planner. Uh, another consultant, um, Mike Newland. Um, he's was helping us plant. Yeah. yeah, really, really neat guy. Yeah, he, uh, he's actually yeah. been learning from Doug. You know, so. he's okay. he had his own um, IT uh, network installation company. They basically put in fiber optic or whatever. And I don't know, like four or five years ago, someone bought his company. He's done. I mean, he mm -hmm. does this for laughs. Wow. You know, just because he likes to but wear overalls and drive a tractor. Yeah. You know? So he he has an eight acre place over in Waterford. So he helped us plant and Quentin's guys. Um, I mean. There wasn't a dirt clot out of place. Those wow. guys came down. It was yeah. it was wonderful. And then they came out that? and did our suckering um, for us. So they're yeah they're a huge help. And you know they're a phone call away. Like Quentin, uh, you know I got two acres I need suckered. Um, if you can get him on the phone, that was a challenge because he's so busy. Yeah. You know he's like the guy. Yeah. And you know the more vineyards that pop up, he he's really really nuts. But. Yeah, it's nice having that. Well, have you tasted uh, Doug's um, Tracerelli that he just No, released? haven't yet. Oh, no, we had it last week, and it's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're supposed to um, supposed to go to his open house. Uh, we're 
We were up for Lexi's Christmas party. Yeah, we were up in New York. It was right uh, right before December, and uh, the baby had an ear infection, so it's like we just let him sleep in that morning. So we tried to race back from Long Island to make it there, but but missed it. But oh, you have still, to try that out. That's yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I, think just, nice. Uh, I think they just rated it on the uh, the Virginia Wine Guy, didn't they? I think yeah, it was maybe like nine, nine or something. Yeah, those ninety points or something. Yeah. Like maybe that. it was. Yeah. 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 Good. So, yeah. Yeah, but do you good. have a do you have a favorite wine? I mean, do you prefer reds over whites or? I prefer reds, but of the whites, I I like Viognier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've yeah. never been a Chardonnay guy. I just, you know, it's just. I do like Wyndham's Fumé Blanc. And yes, the Fumé yes, Blanc. Yes, very good so Fumé Blanc. Yes, yeah, so. very good Fumé Blanc. But I think Virginia makes very good Chardonnays. Yes. Uh -huh. as well. Yes. It's just uh, been there, done that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But it's good because he he likes the reds. I pretty much like. A lot of things, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I like the reds. But I do like sweet wines. I do she like. Dessert oh, you do wines. I like the dessert wines. wines. I, I, I have a wide range of things that depending on. Have you had um, <laughs> Grey Ghost to do? No, I haven't. That's, that's very a good. good. One. Yeah, that's that one's gotten best one. of the East for like three or four that's, years. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Absolutely. It's very nice. And the Moonstone at is it Moonstone? Yes. Yeah, that one's wonderful too. And that was one of our things we were doing too. Is we were just you know buying as much as we can just to taste still as do. much vineyard, you know, Virginia just like wine. never buy the same wine twice at this mm -hmm. point. Right. You know, it's, it, it's funny because, you know, like I say, my boss is a, is a wine connoisseur. I mean, he knows more about wine than perhaps I ever will, but you know, we know about growing grapes and then mm -hmm. as we get into making, well, I don't know about making wine, but in terms of, you know, reciting stuff out of wine spectator, we're just not yeah, there yet. I don't know anything about that stuff. I'm, I'm getting much better about Virginia wines. I don't really know the whole he knows all the international stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, but you know the whole wine. Spe I know, uh, uh, there's kind of a um, a buzz around wine spectator that borders on elitist. Mm -hmm. Yes, but really, it just borders on what you prefer that's as the wine drinker. We, that's, that's almost our yeah. mantra. We we've actually kidded around about putting on the front door of the house. You know, one of those circles that says wine snob with a slash through it. <laughs> put that yeah. like on the, the front it's, door. It's, it's foolishness. It's just kind of a gag, you know. Yeah, the foolishness. You know, with Merlot now, we don't drink Merlot. We don't drink because yeah, Merlot is one of my favorites. And <laughs> uh, you know, now it's Pinot Noir. Is reading. Oh, Pinot Noir is done. Well, you know, it's just so silly. It's like right. Uh, right. It's like it's, it's, it's like black is experience. this year's pink. Yeah. Exactly. What do you mean black <laughs> is this year's pink? Right. What's that mean? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's we really, really want to convey to our clientele, um, you know, a good wine is a wine you like. That's a good wine. Mm -hmm. End of story. Mm -hmm. And I also say, people are like, what's a good wine? I'm like, a wine that you enjoy with your friends is always a good wine. You right. Know? And that's that's what it is. But at the same time, we also want to make the best wines that we possibly can. Mm -hmm. and I agree. That's one of the things. That's even more so throughout. And I think, you know, going back to the whole conversation that in Virginia there's some not so good wines and there's some other really good wines. And I think a lot of it comes down to what are you putting into it? What are you putting the effort into it? Mm -hmm. And one of our things that we, we never cut corners. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that's been established all along. And we had even had the conversation last night when Stephen was trying to figure out what to do with the trellis wires. With we the catch wires. What are you going to do for the catch wires? It's like, well, we could get away like with you two. You can get away with doing two. Again, Other people do it. Two, three. Because we never <laughs> but it's the three, or three pairs. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's going to be, well, a 33% increase in cost. And like, and labor and everything else. But you just cares, whatever. never, because right. it's going to come out in your wine. Exactly. You're going to taste when you cut quarters. Right. Mm -hmm. so. You know, and if we get into, um, obviously, we're not big enough to ever do mechanical harvesting, but mechanical hedging, you know, having those extra catch wires or whatever when you're rolling down there with, with the cutters. That you know, that could be a huge difference yeah, or whatever yeah. in terms of managing, uh, you know, the amount of leaf area that's exposed and uh, keeping that top uh, cropped off nice. So just yeah. got to do it. Well, you should have um, 
people who come to your winery, um, what, what do we do? We went to Grey Ghost yeah, and we, we did their harvesting at Grey Ghost. Have people teach them how to do it and, and yep. have them do it for you. I think everybody sign a release because somebody snips off a finger with a grape knife. You can be like, sorry, you signed up for <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't sign We had a t-shirt. That was it. But it was so much fun that day. Yeah. You got lunch and you got wine. Yeah, that that's fun. true. Yeah, We absolutely. actually did that for our wedding. We said rather than get it, giving us gifts, buy vines. Oh, oh that's so we, cool. did, we did an order for them. Yeah, and, yeah everybody could. Put and then their down. names are going to go. That's up a in the great idea. And come out and harvest their their People vines. Just gave us a check, yeah. and they're like, "We here's ten whites and ten reds." Excellent. That's what they did. So yeah, we kept all the names. are going to go on the website, and we're going to put a plaque in the tasting room um, to say, "Hey, these are the people that helped us, you know, get started." Right. Yeah. Very so, good. Yeah, that was that worked out really well. Yeah. Well, do you have any more questions? Um, I think we. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys too long. I know you want to get some work done. <laughs> I'm going to go have a snack, and then, yeah, I guess I'll go that's pull the trellis wire. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank yeah, you very you much. I appreciate it. you email us if you think of something. Yeah, yeah that's sure will. will. Yeah. yeah. Take a couple of shots. and. Yeah, I was going to get out oh, and yeah, take some pictures. Take pictures of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that and, and the vines, too. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Stephen and Shannon Mackey of Nota Viva Vineyards. Check out the website and follow their blog as they work hard to create one of the newest wineries in western Loudoun County, Virginia. Thanks for listening to the Virginia Wine Time podcast. There'll be more posted in the future.